0: Good Tuesday, everyone. Yesterday, we began to talk about peace, the peace of God. I mentioned that on the surface, this is not a flashy topic. This is not something that we would just naturally gravitate towards and say, yes, I want to hear a message on peace. We tend to think that this is bland. And really, if we were honest, think, well, there's not really that much in it. It's really not that applicable to my life. But I want you to see that it is just the opposite. The main thing that we need in life is peace. We looked at the dictionary definition yesterday, and we saw that it was freedom from war, freedom from civil strife. Isn't that what the world seeks? Isn't that what we would desire, that nations would be at peace with one another? And then we saw the second definition was freedom from public disturbance and disorder. We want peace in our cities. We want peace in our neighborhoods. We want a freedom from crime, that which threatens our security. And then we saw that there was a personal dimension to it, a freedom from disagreement and quarrels, to have harmony in our home, in our relationships, in our neighborhood, at work, that we would have peace. I mean, are you in conflict with someone? Do you have a tension with someone? Well, if we have peace, those tensions are dissolved and harmony comes in its place. And then the final dimension was a peace in our heart, in our minds, where we can put our head down on our pillow and be at rest and not have any kind of inner conflict. God's peace is meant to be applied in each one of these areas. It is a basic fundamental, and if we want to be a successful Christian, if we want to have the life that God intends us to have, then peace is an essential aspect. This peace is offered to us from Christ. The scriptures are full of admonitions to receive his peace, to live in his peace, to multiply his peace, to give his peace to others. Nearly every epistle in the scripture begins and ends by the writer telling his readers to receive God's peace. This is so vitally important to us. We need to put away the thinking that says, well, this is unimportant, or I know all about that. We don't know all about it. If we knew about it, we wouldn't be having the conflict and the problems that we have in our life. We need to get past this disconnect. The Bible has the answers to life's problems. And as we have seen, as we've looked at the definitions of peace, that is what we want. That is what we need. That is what we desire. And listen, it's what God wants to give to us. He wants us to experience his peace. He came that we might have peace. Jesus is declared to be the Prince of Peace. He sits on the throne of peace. It's from Christ that peace is dispensed. Outside of Christ, we have no peace with God. And if we have no peace with God, we really can't have any peace with one another. We saw that the mission of Jesus to come to earth was twofold. First, to bring us peace with God. And secondly, for us to have peace with one another. Now, these are related. You can't have one without the other. If you want to have peace in your marriage, then you need to have peace with God. If you want to have peace with a relative, then you need to have peace with God. Because our peace with one another stems out of our peace with God. Now, we see this very clearly in the life of Cain and Abel. Their conflict is the first one that's recorded in the Bible between man and man. Now, we see in earlier chapters that Adam sinned against God and lost his peace with him as a result of his sin. But the very first sin of man against man was when Cain killed Abel. How did this develop? Cain became very resentful of Abel because his sacrifice was accepted and his was rejected. He felt that this was unfair and unjust, and as a result, he becomes angry at God. And God warns him and says, Cain, why are you angry? If you do what's right, and if you bring a sacrifice that's acceptable, then that'll be fine. But why are you angry? Because I have told you the type of sacrifice that is acceptable to me. You see, Cain had brought fruit from the ground. Abel had brought a lamb and had offered it to God. And God says, no, there must be the shedding of blood for a sacrifice to be acceptable to me you see it foreshadowed Christ's coming and being the lamb that would take away the sins of the world. And so God tells Cain, you need to bring a sacrifice of a lamb if it's going to be acceptable to me. And he warns Cain, he said, Cain, if you continue in this, sin is crouching at the door and it seeks to have dominion over you. Well, Cain doesn't take this admonition from the Lord. He's still resentful towards God. And he goes out and he kills his brother. Now, if you were just to look at this from a natural point of view, you might think, well, too bad we didn't sit Cain and Abel down. And if we could have just talked with them and counseled them and let Cain see that Abel isn't that bad a guy. And if he could have just worked through his feelings about him, then everything would be okay. But you see, that wasn't the problem. The problem wasn't between Cain and Abel. You could have counseled Cain till you were blue in the face and you wouldn't get anywhere. Because you see, Cain didn't have a problem with Abel, Cain had a problem with God. And because he had a problem with God, it projected itself upon Abel. You see, many times the conflicts that we have with one another is a result of an unresolved conflict that we have with God. So Christ is the Prince of Peace. We need to first find peace with God, and as a result of finding peace with God, we will then be able to find peace with one another. Look at Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. This is a prophetic word of the coming of Christ to the world. And it says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now this is the verse that we referred to earlier, that Jesus is The Prince of Peace, it's from his throne that peace comes. Now, we're very familiar with that verse, but many times we don't make a connection to the next one. It says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. This portion of scripture connects peace with his government. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and the increase of his kingdom will be marked by peace. You see, many times we miss this connection that government and peace go hand in hand. He is the prince of peace. He is the ruler. And when Christ rules in us, that will increase peace within us. Oh, you really need to see this. When you have conflict, it is an indication that Christ's rule is not happening in your life. Because if he is ruling in your life, you will have an increase of peace. Now this is a good indicator for us. This should be a trigger in our thinking. That when you have conflict in your home, between you and your partner, or if you have conflict at work, or with a neighbor, or with someone else, it could well mean that... That you are not following the rules, the principles, the government of Christ that God wants you to have in your life. When we live our life according to God's principles, we obey His commandments. We do the things that He tells us to do. That will bring peace to our life. Is it possible that to the same degree that we lack peace in our life is the same degree that we lack His government? You see, many times like Cain, we react to things because we are at odds with God. And if we would submit to God's way and to his principles and not walk in our own way, we'll have peace. Now, this is very hard to do because when you have a conflict with someone, you are focused on the other individual. You are seeing where they are wrong, where they're missing it. But if you're going to have peace and walk in the way of peace, then you have to refocus yourself in a conflict and say, where am I not allowing God's government in me? Where am I missing God's principles? Where am I failing to do what I should do? Because if I was doing what God wants me to do, then I would be at peace. You see, the Bible says, If a man's ways please the Lord, he'll make his enemies to be at peace with him. You see, many times we're not at peace because our ways are not pleasing to the Lord. We have not found the way that the Lord wants us to walk in. Proverbs tells us that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end of that way is death. You see, our natural reactions and our natural inclinations many times are just opposite of what we should do. When someone hits us on the right cheek, we want to slap them back. And now the fight escalates until we are in an all-out brawl. What should we do? Well, we should follow Christ's admonition, the Prince of Peace, the one who tells us how to react. He says, turn the other cheek. Now this is hard. We don't want to turn the other cheek. Our natural inclination is to fight. But if we're going to obey the Prince of Peace, if we're going to have His government in our life, we need to learn to do the things that Christ tells us to do. Now is this just something that's going to cause us to suffer? No. If we'll follow His rules and what He tells us to do, we will be at peace we will miss so many conflicts that come our way. I mean, people come to me all the time and talk about, oh, I don't understand why I have so many conflicts. And they tell me about how their wife is wrong or their husband is wrong or how their neighbor is wrong or how their boss is wrong or how someone that they're working with is wrong. And they don't realize that they have part to play in this. That they are not following God's rules. They're not allowing Christ to lead and guide them. What he tells us to do, they're not doing. And as a result, they're suffering consequences. They have conflicts. They have quarrels. They have contentions. What we need to do is die to ourselves and do what Christ says. The scripture says a soft answer turns away wrath. But we don't give a soft answer when we have a problem. We come back with anger and we try to force our way. And of course, as we've said, the end of that way is death. There is no life in that. There is no peace in that. So let's at the close of today just come to this understanding that if I am going to have peace in my life, then I must follow the Prince of Peace. Well, our time has gone so quickly today, but we'll pick this up tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleems Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children and youth and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.